Welcome to another episode of the Reason to Behold podcast with Arnold Reasons. Tolly Talks. And the Blacksmith's Furnace, a.k.a. Furnace O'Finn, a.k.a. T-Top. Hey. We are very blessed to have you again. Thanks for having me on again. Welcome back. Welcome back. Really our pleasure, sir. It's always good having Peter on the other side of this whole situation, man. Honestly. Hey. (laughs) Honestly, I just want to publicly say we really appreciate everything that you do for us and... For the listeners, you smoothen out all of our uh, all of our ugly bits, Honestly. and you <laughs> just create a smooth journey for everybody. So thank you so much. We really appreciate you. Yeah, man. The pleasure, man. Pleasure. Yeah. And when you're on the mic with us, we appreciate your wisdom very much. So I'm yeah, very excited for another new episode. Hey, no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> pressure makes time. Maybe it's all good. It does. It does. Yeah. So. The subject oh. of the day, everybody yeah, knows what time it is. It's coronavirus, <laughs> COVID-19. Like, we had to talk yeah. about it. It had to come up and it had to surface somewhere in our conversation. So, Sorry, just just before we go into it, I yeah, want to just bro. share some of the cool Christianese things I've heard about COVID-19. Oh, yeah. Right? Uh-huh. Nice little so, segue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So one of them is Christ over viruses uh, infections and diseases. Oh, That's what I heard. Days. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <Cool>. yeah. <laughs> I heard another one that was something like if you turn it upside down, yeah. yeah, it's Psalm 91 destroys something, 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 something. And they made it so nice. I was you like, wow. Even thought of these things. It's crazy. It is. So, hey, yeah, but if it encourages them. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah all right so i'm gonna ask a very direct question okay just to get it started are christians being irresponsible if they continue to meet so i actually saw something on online somewhere right and it said something like this i trust god i wear my seatbelt. i trust god and i wear a motorcycle helmet i trust god blah 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 acting with caution and wisdom does not indicate a lack of trust in god Mm. And I found for me that's so balanced because yes, we trust God, but we still do all these basic things like, you know, when I take stuff out of the oven, I still put on gloves. Mm. You still have smoke detectors in your house. You still take medicine. Like you still follow all the the guidelines about how to live a safe life. Mm. You know, God does not negate that kind of stuff. Mm. So for me, also part of it is the law. The government has said we don't meet like... Mm. What do you do about that? Mm. Mm. Yeah, I think I think the government coming out and saying that actually made things a lot easier, mm. um, at least for me. Because being completely honest, I struggled with this question, mm. um, especially in the couple of weeks beforehand, because I had you know I had no real hesitation not going to um, train at karate. I think three weeks before, so that was when we started hearing about cases in the UK. There hadn't been any government recommendations, there hadn't been anything. We just started hearing cases. And then I was like, okay, I'm not gonna go karate. But then that Sunday, going to church was, well, we didn't go to church. And it was like, it was a struggle. It was like, well, am I playing into fear? Mm. Where does the mm. faith come in? Or am I just being smart and, and being wise, as you said, you know, applying, acting with caution, considering mm. I've got a under one year old, exactly. my dad's 81, <clears throat> you know, stuff like that. So I did struggle with it a bit. And I actually found that the 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 government recommendations made things so much easier. I was like, okay, I'm submitting to authority. Mm. <laughs> I, I think for me, what's been interesting about this is that, like, I'm personally not scared of getting it. Do you see what I mean? Mm. Like for me, like when you look at the symptoms and stuff, like lots of people have it and don't even know, right? Mm. I think for me, what I'm trying to be responsible with is like even let's say I touch something that has it and I don't even get it, but I touch other stuff Mm. and I'm spreading it and other people get it, Mm. right? That's where for me, I'm trying to be responsible, right? Mm. Because for me, I'm like, I'm really not scared of this thing. Like for me, it's like you're just going to get a flu or you're going to get a cold. Mm. But then I understand that for certain types of people that's actually really dangerous yeah yeah you know and i need to be a responsible person in that way mm. yeah yeah 
So, so what? John, about... What are your thoughts? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know me. I'm firing questions. Yeah, he was. <laughs> he, he, was he was trying to slip out. Of that. You I'm see locked him. and loaded for the next question. <laughs> uh, what are my thoughts? Are Christians being irresponsible if they continue to meet? I think yeah. I, I I'm very simple. I think when it comes to these ones, because like I've definitely had the question like where does fear stop and where does wisdom start? And this is before mm. the government announcement in the UK. Um, mm. Because I think that is really sometimes a challenging thing to really navigate. Like, where is this something that's coming from a place of fear and disguised mm. in the name of wisdom? Or is this mm. actually something that is wisdom that can look like fear? Um, mm. And so, yeah, so it's, do I think that it's irresponsible to continue to meet? I think I, I err on the side of it. It's probably a lot more responsible to obey what the, the government has obviously said. And think not I'd just about ourselves. Like Say again? I, don't, I don't know if I'd categorize it as responsible versus irresponsible for me personally, because I think that's quite like a cut and dry thing. Mm. Do you see what I mean? So for me, I don't think, because like you said, you could be doing the same action, but from different motivations and mm. one would be right and one would be wrong. Mm. And for me, I think I'd be hesitant to judge whether someone's been responsible or irresponsible, right? Because what about if you're meeting as Christians, but you're meeting to go and give homeless people food or people, or you're going to meet and, you know, distribute food to people that can't get it or distribute. Yeah, but I, 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 to be honest, though, I, I think I challenge that, though. Why? <laughs> because Why? This, the thing is, like, I, I hear what you're saying and I hear where you're coming from. Mm. And, and I don't think that it's one of those ones where you just make a blanket statement and say it's irresponsible to meet period but like that, that was the part, question that's, that was the question that, that's part i think what i was trying to lean more into say is that it's okay. more responsible i think in most situations or in the situations that at least come to my mind but you didn't say that number one no i'm, I'm clarifying now because that's what you're helping me to do but i'm going to come back and say why i challenge what you said um mm. it, it's more responsible to number one obviously pay attention to what the the government has actually said to us um obviously their word is not like god over us we obviously have to filter what they say through the word of god and see whether it's something that is consistent or something that contradicts directly the way of the kingdom and as far as i'm concerned the invitation for us to stay home unless we have an essential need to leave is not something that goes against um any standard or principle that i have when it comes to the scriptures anywhere that i've seen now the place where i said that i would challenge it though specifically the example you gave about coming together to go and feed homeless people you know bro like i feel like homeless people are extremely vulnerable right now and i don't know what the solution is for them um i've heard that there's different hotels and stuff like that who are apparently doing initiatives to help them out and stuff like that but truth be told, we have to think about the wider implications of if it's something that requires the whole group of 30 Christians, for example, yeah, 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 to go out sure. and do that. Or if there are more wiser, responsible, <laughs> and maybe I think lower impact ways for us to achieve the same goal without necessarily exposing other people to risk because obviously a group of us as a group of christians going out to do that like you basically pointed out from your example it 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 increases the risk because it's more people we're in close contact we don't know if anybody's carrying and even if nobody's carrying we don't know who we might encounter who might be carrying and it will spread a lot quicker Um, and so i think I, i would i would say that there are more strategic ways that we can probably achieve some of the the good goals that we have even like church so something that i'm sure that um you've all probably seen as well is a lot of churches and this is worldwide as well who have been um had a lockdown of some kind enforced have Mm. gone straight to streaming um yeah people streaming sermons from their homes um Mm. to encourage the body build each other up give the teaching and stuff like that as well and help the body to continue to grow and Mm. you know again strategic like it Mm. doesn't take away from the power of us obviously meeting in person don't get me wrong Mm -hmm. um but but there's strategic ways that we can behave more responsibly in my humble opinion so i think my issue is with the irresponsible versus responsible right because for me by your token as well so is it irresponsible for missionaries to go to areas where they know there are sick infectious diseases to go and minister i i wouldn't say that's irresponsible and i think that's different right 
Why? I think that's different because when a missionary makes a decision to say, yeah. I'm going to risk my life to go yeah. into that place. But so they that... could also be spreading it too. Say again? But in going there and touching infected people or whatever it is, yeah. they could also be spreading it too. Yeah, but again, that comes down to number one, what the type of disease we're talking about is and what precautions they have to take, right? Because it's it's one thing to like, I'm not a medic. I'm not a medical professional, you know. Like I can't even name. Yeah, let, let's let's disclaimer that none of us are medical <laughs> like, professionals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but I think just like from the little that I do know is I think it would depend on obviously what the sickness is, what the disease is, how it's spread, and wisdom can be applied because you don't have to make a decision to say I'm going to go into this place and knowing that if I touch these people, it's going to I don't know it's going to make me contagious and then I'm going to go and just start running into a crowd of 50 other people and giving them hugs in the name of Jesus. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. But if a person makes a decision to, as a missionary, go into a risky place in order to um, minister to people who are infected, unwell, and it's potentially going to cost them their life, then, you know what I mean? That's the decision that they've made if they want to risk their life. But I think when it comes to running the risk of affecting the lives of other people who haven't necessarily had the chance to make that choice as to whether they want to be infected and risk their life of being um of dying then i think that's where you get into murky water that's my opinion what do you think i think so i think there's an underlying there's an underlying not theme but there's there's an underlying thing that we're not considering when it comes to the things of god Mm. and that is god himself so with a missionary going to a place uh, and like it's totally said yeah you could be going to contract a disease you could be going to you know propagate a disease um that missionary ideally would be making the decision to go there because god has said to go there mm. you know in the bible there have been instances where not for the same reason but there have been instances where paul was stopped from going to certain places God saying, the Spirit saying, no, don't go. Mm. So I think in that sort of example, there's a clear cut. Well, we're going to spread the word of God. What does God say about where we're going and if we should go there? I think that the, the, the difficulty is, and this is one of the things that um, came up with the whole COVID-19 and not, not gathering together as a church was, what is God saying about that? So exactly. with, my, with my church, there were people that went and they felt in their heart, they felt a peace to go and to gather together and this was before the government made the um, recommendations they felt a peace to go and gather together i didn't and we prayed about it we didn't feel, <laughs> we didn't feel, we didn't feel god saying but, let's but, go but the thing is though is that <laughs> because one person has peace and another person doesn't have peace doesn't mean that one is right and one is wrong no, no not no. at all you see what i mean and that, yeah. that's why that's why for me i'm not as comfortable with the it's like you're either irresponsible or you're responsible that's why i'm saying two people could do the same action right and yeah. one is being irresponsible and the others being responsible so yeah you see yeah. what i mean well, i think there's no one's there there's 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 details there that need to be addressed yeah so i got two questions that come from mm. both of your feedback <laughs> <laughs> The first question is, yeah. do we only go into risky places and situations when we have a direct word from God to go there? My, my answer to that is we shouldn't be doing anything without, uh, not a direct word, but without word from God that we should do it, risky or otherwise. When, and when I you say word from I God, should, sorry? when you say word from God, how do you mean? Mm. Not so like when, voice, right? From, Direction, no, not necessarily booming voice. If you get booming voice, that's perfect. If you don't, <laughs> uh, <laughs> or it might be imperfect, you, but anyway, <laughs> that's a different well, podcast. <laughs> I, I always imagine if it wasn't booming voice, Abraham wouldn't have sacrificed Isaac. It's too, it's too serious. I know, I don't even know if it wasn't booming voice anyway mm. at the time, but no, um, when, when I think we should ask Christians who walk by the spirit mm. literally walk by the spirit who allow for god's word to be a lamp unto our feet mm. for the here and now mm. and a light unto our path mm. for the future and what's to come mm. everything that we do should be guided by god everything risky or otherwise so question so mm. a christian says to you that you know the great commission he said to me go into all the world go into all the world preach the gospel um go to the ends of the earth mm. just to paraphrase different um versions from different gospels 
someone's <laughs> read that and yeah. sees the importance of the gospel message throughout the scriptures and the need for people to be saved mm. and makes a decision to go into this third world country where there's this crazy disease that is just catching everybody like wildfire yes. does that qualify as what you said um having a word from god for example well i can't tell if they've had a word from god if that's i can't i can't judge that that's yeah. them and god that's them and god and you'll probably see that from the fruit yeah. of their action if they if they're going and they get shot before they get there <laughs> like i don't know if you guys heard of that one missionary that went to i think he was trying to contact it was an uncontacted tribe and he said he was going to give them the word of god and they literally i think they they were shooting arrows they shot an arrow that's they killed Brisco. him oh no no that's not brisco he didn't die all right no they killed him wow. and he was on i think he was vlogging it or something and then he was like crying he doesn't want to die and, and stuff like that and there was elements of it that sort of suggested this wasn't really for god this was you sort of looking for a name for yourself <laughs> wow and and going to contact this specifically uncontacted tribe that you have no idea of and you haven't done any research on and whatever and it's a tragedy that our human life was lost but that's what i'm saying is if you haven't heard word from god and i can't judge that your fruits will show if god really sent you on this mission that you're going on or if you're going there for whatever reason if that makes sense i have another follow-up question but i just want to disclaimer and say i'm not coming for you bro <laughs> like i just want to put it out there like this is a conversation because i think naturally as you're speaking one of the things that i i i make i question i did disclaimer this and say that i question things right you know, you know yeah 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 but um with the the fruit of the decision mm. Mm. i wonder whether if we looked at the fruit of certain decisions that were made by people that were doing things in the name of god through the scriptures we mm. question whether it was God. Um, Jesus Christ being the first and perfect example. Obviously, we have prophetic scriptures which speak of the things that he would suffer and the things that he would experience and stuff. But mm. being a bystander in that day who would have seen mm. him who they even mocked and said, oh, he said he was the king of the Jews and so on and so forth, mm. being crucified, mm. could have turned around and looked at that situation and been like, nah. But sorry, that that was necessary. Can we, can we just note though, like even once Jesus died, yeah, yeah. and you know the the veil was torn and all this, even the Romans were like, oh nah, for real, bro, that was the son of God. But like... what, what, was, was, <laughs> what, but was all of was that with all of them though? And this is what I'm trying to get what? at. Like, well, we... I, I guess the que the question then would have been, did it have to be all of them for it to be a relevant result? The fact that the veil got torn, the fact that there was one, if there was just one. Yeah. that recognize this is the son of god i think that's more than enough and then considering you know 2020 years after the fact so, but sorry so, that, that's what i was going to say because actually yeah. a lot of the fruit that is going to happen we have no idea about and then let's also remember that all of the works that we do will get weighed and yep. you know to fire right yep. so bruv, it might look like millions of people are getting saved or whatever yeah but later, the fruit of that is, it doesn't matter so, because so, actually most of us are wrong. So that is the direction that I was trying to get at, is that, like, I get it with Jesus, even if one of them did um, yeah. get convinced that 2,000 or 5,000 or a million, everyone else could have been a disbeliever at that time. But mm. the fruit that we see here and now isn't necessarily the fruit that's going to determine whether something yeah. was genuinely a work yeah. or not. Yeah. And also yeah. the fact that scripturally speaking, I know that there are countless examples of people who we can validly say in the here and now from the scriptures did things that looked crazy, did things that probably didn't turn out too good, <laughs> but they were definitely done in the name of God and done with God's co-signing. Um, and we see it through the whole of the early church the, the but, persecution that they suffered the the lives that were taken um mm. the things that they suffered paul speaking about how he suffered what was it the 39 lashes minus 40 lashes minus one being shipped right all these different sorts of things and the different places that he went to but he suffered all of those things being in step with the lord and i think actually if we take it to the scripture as well where it says about you shall know them by their fruits yeah mm. What is that fruit that it's actually talking about? Come on. Right? Mm. Because it says, 
beware of so it's Matthew seven fifteen to twenty. Mm. And it says, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. Yeah. You will know them by their fruits. Mm. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Yeah. Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Mm. <clears throat> Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruits, you will know them. Mm-hmm. So for me, there was a couple of things that jumped out, right? Because it says they come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly yeah. they are ravenous wolves, yeah. right? And that links in almost for me to what you were saying about that missionary guy, right? Was that on the outside, it looked like this. But then when he started speaking, yeah. Mm-hmm. You could kind of see bits here and there where actually you're thinking, oh, actually, what was your motive? Yeah. Right. And you know where it talks about the fruits. What are the fruits that we hear in the Bible? Fruit of the Spirit. And the fruits fruit of the Spirit, spirit yeah. which are what? Love, joy, peace. Exactly. And I'm actually thinking that maybe fruit is, is, yeah, exactly. There's a lot of fruits of the Spirit. So I'm thinking actually maybe is fruit more about those fruits that are yeah, coming up yeah. the inward yes. right yeah, ne- yeah instead of necessarily the result because we don't know the result we, yeah yeah you know i can't judge the result right yeah now. so so that uh. i can i can 100 i 100 will back that one because uh. i think yeah if 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 we're talking about the fruit of the guy yeah yeah sorry you said it i don't need to repeat it <laughs> but, yeah. but yeah i think that was, that was the point that i was trying to get because i know that even yeah. in our own journeys like there are certain things that we are not going to be able to make sense of yeah Um, Yeah. Yeah. certain things that do go well certain things that won't certain things that turn out the way we expected certain things that won't and you know like speaking to the thing that you were really unpicking unpacking there tolio as well god is interested in developing the fruit of the spirit in us and so regardless of the outcome of what's going on all around us the most important thing is who we're becoming through the process who is it that we are conforming after the image of are we becoming more Mm. like christ are we growing Mm. in love joy peace and the rest of the fruit of the spirit as well Mm. um Mm. because otherwise what we can then find ourselves making the mistake of is falling into being more focused and attracted on the outcome yeah rather Mm. than the the inward transformation that god is doing in us uh, yeah. because even a person that goes into a crazy situation and a wild place where they may get infected may even spread a disease and die you know uh, that person can go into there with all humility a servant heart being selfless thinking more about the the fact that though these people are about to die and they're about to die as well in those moments they're willing to shorten their own lifespan in order to make sure that these people when they die mm. have an eternal destination secured yeah um, that is <clears throat> to eternal life so so yeah it's interesting really interesting yeah yeah well yeah like i said i think the the government recommendations definitely make things easier yeah you're right i think i agree man <laughs> <laughs> i agree it definitely does um, but you know what's interesting right is that mm. before all the government stuff like when it was Sunday and I woke up to go to church, I didn't even have another thought about it. Do you see what I mean? Mm. I was just one of those people that it didn't, for me, it didn't make me feel any kind of way. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? But mm. I also totally respect that our church is saying, actually, we're now going to do online. Mm. Do you see what I mean? Because for me, it's kind of like, as long as we gather to try and be in unity, yeah. does it really yeah. matter if it's in person? Do I have to prove a point and say I'm in faith? So I'm going to no. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. can we just do what we're meant to do like yeah. all of yeah. this other stuff is like distraction yeah. yeah and you see that becomes part of i think part of what betrays where the heart really is mm. because yeah. it could be well it's not really even about gathering to to pray because then we can do that like you said on the strategically or yeah. there's uh, there's yeah. ways to do that yeah. but then it becomes well i have more faith than you because mm. exactly. i'm gonna come and i'm exactly. gonna be there in person sort exactly. of thing but it's it's really it's it's really not about proving anything you know actually it's like what is your heart for that you know Mm. what are you really trying to do why are you doing what you're doing Mm. yeah yeah but i think that what i find with this whole covid thing is that for me i feel like the fear and the the kind of the panic is worse than the actual 
disease itself. Mm. Because for me, that's really what's spreading the most is the fear, you know. And even even Christians are are they're expressing that they're fearful of it. Yeah, you know. And for me, that is what's really really dangerous. But it's also so easy to slip into it. Mm. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you walk around a you walk around a Sainsbury's or a Costco, because huh. it's a wholesaler place. Yeah. You, you're used to seeing, you know, towers and towers of toilet roll and yeah. water and stuff. And you yeah. walk there and you see empty pallets. It's easy to get shaken by that. <laughs> it's mental. It's actually mental. And mm. and what also is for me as well is that the news, right, is I was having this debate today with someone. They're saying, oh, but the number of deaths is going up and up and up. And I'm like, but we're analysts. Firstly, like, can we look at all the data? Come please? on, come on. Like, can, we, can, we, can we take a second? Because, okay, I saw a stat the other day. Firstly, you can't believe all the numbers that you see you because they're not testing everybody yeah, in the first yeah. place. Yeah? Yeah, I yeah. saw a stat somewhere that said they tested, let's say, 90,000 people. And these numbers are not the exact real numbers, so yeah. please don't quote me. <laughs> but it was something like this. They tested 90,000 people mm. and only 10,000 of them actually had it. Yeah. I'm like, hold up. Think about that. Think of that. They're testing so many people, not even all of them have it. Then of the people that have it, 90 something percent recover. Yeah, right. Yeah. But if you focus on, oh, the number's gone from 200 to 300 yeah. in America. In America, that's out of 300 million people. Yeah. Yes. Like, it's really sad that people are yeah. dying. Like, it's horrible. Mm. Like, but firstly, a lot of those people have existing conditions. Mm. Yeah. Right. So we don't actually know really what it was that got them. Yeah. No, yeah. But then also, so many people recover. Mm. But if you focus on the bad number, of course, you know, yeah. it's really, really bad. I think one of the really, really bad things about how this was um, reported on was they they carried on the sort of, um, I forget the word for it, but they carried on the sort of sensationalizing yeah. of the story. And so it wasn't deaths in this age bracket or deaths yeah. of no, this yeah, people. Yeah. Exactly. Deaths. exactly. People are dying. People are dying. People are dying. Yeah. And exactly. like you said, Tolu, it's completely true that it's one death is one death too many, you yeah. know, of, of a disease that they may have seen before in SARS and, and should have researched properly. Exactly. You know, it's, it's still tragedy. But where you're creating panic and people are buying toilet roll. Toilet roll. <laughs> Why are you blowing your nose with it for fear of the flu? Why is toilet roll getting? They're bricking you know, it. Yeah, they're bricking no, it. I'm, you know, I, don't, I shouldn't. That, that was may, that may have been a bit insensitive, and and <laughs> and, and like, genuinely, it may be a bit insensitive. So I apologize for that. Um, in advice, you maybe need to edit. That. I, I don't know, but, <laughs> but I do. Think it's applicable, though. <laughs> to clarify, though, where we're coming from with what we're saying, because for me. Yeah. I feel like sometimes when I talk to people about it, it comes across like I'm not taking it seriously or yeah. I'm looking about it. But for me, look, do I wipe down all my stuff? Do I still have hand sanitizer? Yeah, of course. Right. I, I've always had hand sanitizer, but now do I hand sanitize more? Yeah, absolutely. You've got to watch yourself. Yeah. So do I take it seriously? Yes. But am I going to panic and am I going to fear about it? Am I going to worry about bumping into someone on the street? No. Yeah. Like we have to put it into perspective, so we yeah. do take it seriously, yeah. and we do respect the loss of life. For real. Yeah. But at the same time, there has to be balance. Absolutely. Yeah, and 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 there has to be there has to be an understanding of what's going on, which is what yeah. what hasn't been given to us because. It, like even with the flu, we all know of the common flu, mm-hmm. but you still sort of take precautions. If someone's got a flu, they maybe don't go into work, so they don't go and spread it. Exactly. Yeah. Because we have an understanding of what it is. Mm-hmm. This one, a little bit more maybe sinister in that you can be asymptomatic and have it and not show any symptoms. Yeah. But it's not to cause, it shouldn't have caused the panic it did. And yeah. the reason it did, because they presented certain bits of information to get the people you know, excited and it was unfortunate. And that's that's where I think the that needs to be addressed. Really. Yeah. And just yeah. to add as well, another line of truth to the example that you gave Tolly about the, the figures and how skewed they are. Um, mm-hmm. another thing is that the majority of the deaths are people who are vulnerable with underlying health conditions. And mm-hmm. so like and, and these are some of the things that are not emphasized enough as well in that's the way all. that it's being reported. Yeah. Because that's that, all. It, you know, it, it, it is just a lot of fear, which brings in my next question. 
Hey. That's just it right there. Byron, should, I, should I turn this mic red? <laughs> no, 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 you got the red no. light tick right now. You're you know? on red. <laughs> bro. You came ready. No, but um, but in all seriousness, should we be listening to the news? And yeah, should we be listening to the news and elaborate, of course? I think Denzel Washington said this one thing, and you guys may have heard him say this. If you listen to the news, you're misinformed. If you don't listen to the news, you're uninformed. Mm. And then what do you do? And he was, I think the point he made was, you've got to be critical when you've got to educate yourself. Yeah. yeah. And so, I personally, should should you listen to the news? Yes, but take it with a pinch of salt, in my opinion. Mm. And seek to educate yourself. Seek to make sure that whatever you're listening to, you know. Because unfortunately, in my opinion, again, I think journalists today have sort of, with the 24-hour news cycle, they've sort of lost the integrity of being a journalist. Yeah. Where back in the day, it used to, they were quite, they took quite a lot of pride in not presenting their point of view or presenting the point of view that got the most reads, but in presenting the truth. Mm. And so they would go to great stakes to present the truth in a manner in which the layman can understand. But nowadays, everyone wants to be first. Yeah. And once you're yeah. first, you want to create the most sort of buzz. And so you also want to be the most controversial, the most eye-catching or whatever. Mm. And so, unfortunately, the news is like maybe the primary source of information for most people. But especially in today's day where we've got the internet, we've got so much technology. Mm. Listen to the news, but educate yourself as well. Make mm. sure you understand what it is that you're seeing. That's, that's my, my I last I feel thoughts. like even... So part of my degree was communications and part of that is like media culture and society. And it's even taking a step back to understand what is the rhetoric that this particular news outlet wants to portray. Because each one of them, they're not unbiased. You know, they all have their slant that they want to put on this and on that. And that's one of the things that you really need to understand when when you're consuming the news is that, okay, what is this this news outlet what's their ideology what is it that they believe what is it that they're trying to communicate to people because every show has a message that it's trying to land and that it's trying to reinforce so for me it's kind of like there's almost a a difference between listening to something and really hearing it Um, you know like i can i can have music playing in the background and not really take it in and not take it to heart but you have to know what it is what am i actually taking to heart and what am i ingraining in myself so just because i i i listen to the news or i have it on doesn't mean i have to take it to heart but that takes being proactive and being conscious of what is actually what you're actually feeding on yeah yeah and so just to answer from my point of view because i can see that the question was going to come before i moved oh yeah yeah So I think I, I yeah, I 100% agree that there's an importance in actually getting the information we need or the data for, for lack of, for, for, to use another word. But I think, yeah, really being mindful, number one, that we don't overindulge um, yeah. because yeah. the power of repetition, like you already yeah. know, if you want to, like, if you want to brainwash someone, repetition is one of the yeah. greatest tools you can use. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's something that Satan's not ignorant of, um, uh, which breeds goes into my second que- my second point, which is we have to remember the wider agenda um, and the fact that there is an enemy who seeks to be to use as many agents uh, to provide fear as he yeah. can, um, yeah. and so so yeah, so remembering one that there is probably information that can be sifted. Um, through us using wisdom and doing our research and I think paying attention to the wider context but also to not being misled into just believing everything that we hear especially because we hear it from so many different voices that sound like they're saying the same thing like ultimately in times like these I really think that one of the things that is going to be tested and is being tested in each of us is what is the influence that determines where we stand at any given moment are we being influenced by the loud voices of the culture today the loud voices commenting on what is going on in the world today or do we like you guys were both mentioning i think at different points um 
do we do we take a step back and seek to see what god is saying in this time to us and what his response is and what his word says and how we can be encouraged from what he's already said to us about um how to interpret these kinds of situations so one thing i was reminded of was you know it says about the bereans yeah because they were commended because they searched out the scriptures to see if what they were told was true and if you think about that this is saying that you know you've gone to church the pastor said something to you and then you've gone to the word to check it yeah to see yeah, if it's true yeah. right so how much more if church is uh-huh. meant to be the place where okay my pastor is that of god I, exactly even there yeah. and yeah. this is this is paul right <laughs> saying it, right so it's like even me you're checking me you know uh-huh. so how much more should we be filtering stuff that is coming from the world yeah, you know man. to understand is it true is it not true how do i rightly divide this you know yeah. Yeah. so for me even just that biblical principle of search it out to see yeah. if it's true and then you also need to pass it through the filter of philippians you know where it says whatsoever things are lovely yeah. good of good report yeah. like think on those things yeah. so just because i've heard something in the news doesn't mean i then have to meditate on that thing oh my gosh right. the death toll is 700 yeah. today oh my gosh it's a thousand today oh my god no like what am i meditating on what am i focusing yeah. on it can't be that because that's actually one of the things that is being fought for in a lot of this the, yeah. the media and the repetition of what's going on it's, it's the fight for that space where we meditate yeah the thoughts that we're chewing on the things that are constantly being like it's a distraction and yeah Yeah. to even go back on what you're saying i think you know what the truth is we can sometimes really be naive yeah and just like so easily misled when we ought not to be so i think that's probably one of the encouragements and challenges for us as believers right now is to get back to what you basically described of being berean like um and yeah. all the more <laughs> when you know that it's coming from outlets and yeah. honestly from sources that have no allegiance to jesus christ or the way yeah. of the kingdom at all like quite the opposite yeah yeah and i think that's such a powerful application of it as well because i mean first of all you don't really hear berean um behavior being preached from the pulpit because <laughs> they don't want you to check that conflicts of interest we <laughs> get found out they will get found out. But it's, I think it's it's all the more important to apply that to our daily lives. Yeah. I think that's such a powerful application of that principle. Because, mm. yeah. yeah. Joe, today I found myself slipping. Like, I went to Iceland, which is downstairs. I live above in Iceland. Yeah. And um, I don't even know why, but when I got home, I got out wipes and I was wiping down all my stuff. <laughs> but I called myself and I just said, Do you know what, yeah? Like before coronavirus, did I ever in my wildest dreams <laughs> even wipe down my shopping? I'm like, okay, this is a little bit too far now. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, like, what have you allowed to kind of get into your mind that yeah. means you need mm. to wipe on your shopping? Come on. I'm like, no, this is too far now. Like, yeah. there has to be challenge. Right? And, and you know what? The thing is, I even appreciate that as well because I know that there were moments where, because like, I've been on a journey with this thing, right? <laughs> i've really been on a journey that's why it took me so long to write the blog post and release the video yeah. that i released today because i've really been on a journey with this whole thing like i remember whilst this stuff was really blowing up before the lockdown i remember thinking quite a few times like am i not taking this thing seriously enough yeah like uh-huh. and thinking on that kind of level where it's kind yeah. of like i mean i know everyone's going crazy about this thing but you know like life goes on like yes like there's certain people that obviously passing away we're really sorry to hear that it's a sad thing but like i'm really not scared like this thing's coming to my doorstep and then as things developed and you know there's more (laughs) media pump (laughs) more injection and more wrestling for that meditation space like i remember there were a couple of times when i came home from work and you know i was like I was saying to my wife, they got to me. Like, I'm washing my hands a few extra times now. What's going on? Uh, And, you know, like, again, like, as time's gone on, then there was the lockdown and stuff. But, again, like, really reflecting on some of these things has been what has helped to, helped me to continue standing in this time and not uh, to succumb to all of the fear that really does want to take over. Um, uh, 
So yeah, man, I I definitely think, and I think it, it's it's important that we can even be honest about those things as well, because sometimes yeah. when you have these kinds of conversations, it can come across as though you know, like we're just out here laughing at everybody else, like you silly naive Christians. Yeah. Why you why you forgot the word that you were reading and preaching? No, that's not what this is. Like the, as in this journey, it might not be that every single person feels the pressure of this situation, but there's other things where the temptation comes. Sometimes we. Uh, we we've given into the temptation sometimes we've overcome but it's about just being real about the journey and knowing that ultimately whether you've succumbed to the culture and uh. the fear and the hype of the day um that we come back to that place of repentance where we come to ourselves and remember the truth of god's word uh. and it's, it's so easy to to get into that place yeah you know because let's be real yeah for me yeah me and germs i don't even like it <laughs> Because, yeah. bruv, on the real, yeah, because I'm that person where, like, I will see you sneeze in your hand and then you offer me your hand to shake my hand. I'm like, <laughs> are you okay? So, for me, yeah, I'm actually really happy that, for one, people are... Because, le- bruv, I used to wash my hands, yeah, yeah, but then I realized 20 seconds. I wasn't even washing my hands for 20 seconds. Yeah. No, yeah. I-, I realized 20 seconds is actually quite a long time. So, for me, I'm just yeah. like, I learned how to wash my hands really, really thoroughly. I'm mm. quite happy. Mm. You know? But, like you said, like, it's so easy to slip because even yeah. if these things, there's still some good. Like, mm. did we yeah. need to actually, like, what were people doing before? What were we doing before? <laughs> Everything mm. must mm. have been filthy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, for real. Bro, for real. Even yeah. now, I see people using the bathroom and not washing their hands. And I'm wow. like, bro, I never touched doorknobs in the first place. I'm, all, I'm that guy that's <laughs> like this with my shirt. And you know, we were talking about inheritance, right? One yeah. time, I went to the bathroom with my dad, yeah. And then I saw the man put his hand in his coat and then opened the hand. <laughs> and I said, oh, <laughs> that's where I got it from. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm just hoping it becomes a lot more clean from all mm. of this. But what I'm yeah. thinking of, what's society going to be like after this? Yeah, man. Because- yeah. It's going to be so different. Even just this whole everyone can work from home. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's a game changer in itself. In itself. But I find yeah. that now people are scared to be close to people. Yeah. I already lived in a world that was quite isolated and quite <laughs> lonely. So imagine now, like, I stepped towards this lady in the shop. Like, I just landed back and I had to pick something up from the shop. And I stepped towards it. She was like, no, stay there. And I was like, wow. The fear oh. that came right then it was very very real yeah oh, so I'm, oh. once it's subsided oh. how are we going to adjust back into not having to social distance yeah oh. and and oh. and will we even adjust yeah. to that extent because yeah. you know when one of the things that i i think i've observed is that i feel like there's two main things that have happened in my life that i can think of that i think really changed the world the first one was 9-11 yeah. Um, uh, terrorism and everything that happened on the back of all of that stuff and the second uh, one is coronavirus um, uh, and and I really don't know like I, it's like what you're saying I, I really don't know what that world's going to look like but I don't think it's going to look the same but in some ways that's good yeah and in some ways that's mm. just really sad yeah yeah yeah, really sad. yeah I mean with with like you look at the the aftermath or something like 9-11 and you know, all of a sudden now you've got to take off your belt, your shoes. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, you can't take a laptop onto um, planes or you take a laptop, but you have to take it out at TSA. So yeah. where where systems change, there's normally like a lasting effect. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, days after 9-11, if you listen to Americans speak about it, there was like this up, you know, this uprise of patriotism and yeah. everyone was for his wow. neighbor. Yeah. And you give that give that a couple of months and that dies down. Yeah. Yep. So <laughs> in in the same way, I think systems might change. Like like yeah, like Toto was pointing out, you know, the working from home thing. That's a whole new paradigm of um of thoughts. Where mm. okay, actually, maybe now you can have workers work from home, and that might change things. Um, and that might change systems. But I I hope and I think especially with the social distancing thing that when we come back, I think I was reading a poem someone wrote and it was, it was that after all of this is said and done, may we not, um, may we cherish a handshake and may we cherish being able to give a brother a hug um, and stuff like that. So I wonder how that will be fleshed out. And if that's what's going to happen is we start to appreciate when, you know, we could be around each other. 
um, mm. while I maybe do that. But, yeah. And I think that's part of the things that we need to pray into as Christians as well. Yeah. Is that like we know that God. God will always use these things in different ways. You know, like so many more people are now posting about their church online and, you know, the, the gospel is being more accessible to so many more people because if before you weren't taking live streaming seriously, you don't have a choice now. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, like yeah, yeah, church yeah, yeah, is gonna yeah. be, your church is done if you can't do live streaming. Yeah. So I feel like God will always take these opportunities and actually work with them. But I think these are some of the things that we pray into is that actually, look, in this time that people are softer to the gospel, in this mm-hmm. time that, you know, once it's all over, what does that look like? You know, right. that it should be an environment that allows for community and mm-hmm. people cherish that and people search that out. Mm-hmm. And so we're obviously in a very unique time in history with all this <laughs> stuff going on right now. Bro, Prince Charles got coronavirus. Yeah, like, I heard imagine Prince Charles. And the you know Royals. what? The, the interesting thing is that I remember someone saying in a conversation to me, maybe like a week before, if Prince Charles gets coronavirus, it's peak for him. That's what wow. I just remember someone saying, just as a general yeah. passing statement. And so yeah. when someone told me, I think was it yesterday, whenever it was, that he got it, I was like, whoa, like, oh, pray it's well with him, honestly, man. Yeah. But in, in this unique time in history though what do you guys think are some of the opportunities for us as christians to see right now so i saw um i saw someone posted in a group about ways that you can volunteer to Mm. help the nhs Mm. Um, and one of them was like kind of like a, a phone service where you call people who are kind of lonely or at high risk Mm. for me like when i read it it just like buzzed me you know like oh okay because for me even just to be able to call someone and you don't and this is where i don't know how it works like can you what can you say to them what can't you say yeah but even that thing of being a steadying calming hopeful influence in someone's life yeah yeah. you know people out and i don't know if you can offer to pray with them or whatever but even just even if you can't even after you've spoken to them actually being able to pray for that person It's giving us opportunities into people's lives, mm-hmm. you know. And there's also all kinds of things that you can volunteer to do, you know, that mean that actually you can still be out and about if you really want to, or even if you don't want to, you can do it on the end of a phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think there's opportunities for that, you know, to spread mm-hmm. that hope. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I think another thing um, is normally sort of, I say normally, but when, when we face such dark times, it's normally a it facilitates the church shining because everything is so dark. It's like, it just makes your light shine a little brighter. Mm. So I'm seeing even on social media where people aren't taking things out of context and, you know, sensationalized and stuff. Um, But they are just posting like genuine truth and showing the the sort of hope that you can find in the Bible. Mm. I found that's very, in a dark time like this, that shines all the more. You know, I see that as an opportunity as well, just expressing why, you know, like Peter said, giving that reason for your faith and your hope that you have in this time. I think people are like totally saying more receptive, more softer to the gospel um, in, in these days. Mm. Yeah. That's good, man. And I yeah. think it's, it's really an opportunity to speak to a captivated audience, man. Mm. Yeah. Because yeah. right mm. now, with so many people obviously at home, I think someone was telling me um, the other day, was it you, Tolly? I can't remember, but someone said something about how since the lockdown, there's certain stats that came up about how social media consumption has just skyrocketed. Um, And so I think for us, obviously we can't necessarily go out into the streets and preach Jesus in the way that we maybe traditionally have done in the past. But I think now is really a time to, to really just start sharing good and wholesome content so if you've got blog posts that you've written in the past just keep sharing it if you've got Mm. videos that you've recorded in the past just keep sharing it podcasts whatever Mm. the content is that we've got that we can share and not just our own content but also the content of others because like i don't know what it is but in maybe the last couple days just this whole principle of share it share it share it share it has really just been stirred up in me especially Mm -hmm. for us as the body because right now if we have such a captivated audience or so many people who are dialed in and probably a lot more receptive 
to some of the conversations we might have or some of the things that we might share then now more than ever before rather than us just scrambling to be the creators of new content all the time like let's just start sharing each other's content let's start cross pollinating because man honestly man it's such an opportunity and it's just i don't i don't know that you always have these kind of opportunities on a normal day without a situation like coronavirus in place and so so yeah it's yeah. funny because you said about you know going out on the streets and sharing the gospel like you used to yeah. and i'm like how many of us can actually say that we honestly used to do that mm. like yeah not, not I, enough not enough though <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm saying i'm saying for me personally it's true though, that i was yeah. like or like you didn't used to yeah, because yeah. could i actually say that i would honestly go out into the street walk up to a stranger and share the gospel yeah. i can genuinely say oh that I, I might have done it with church once but yeah. that's not a thing for me but actually yeah. it makes it so much easier yeah. you know that kind yeah. of that fear of i have to walk up to a person no you don't even have to walk up to <laughs> a person don't. anymore you've just got to turn on your phone yeah yeah a message or you know make a picture and put it out there yeah and yeah. that's that kind of it's actually been made a lot easier for us to yeah. actually do some of those things that we found a bit more uncomfortable before yeah and i think we just really need to take this opportunity to really just start taking those steps yeah absolutely yeah and and to even die to self as well because i think those opportunities were somewhat there in different ways before where we could just share content or put something out there but the truth is that and i'll admit even for myself i know that i didn't do it as much as i should have or could have yeah Um, and i think that's something that goes across the board but now like we're in a situation where it's kind of like okay if you weren't going to do it before <laughs> you have to do it now like, here's a it, yeah. really prime opportunity to just to just do it bro yeah. my conviction is heavy right now don't i can't even <laughs> 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 i yeah. can't even pretend and yeah. and even on the dying to self thing that i was saying as well like just to unpack it a bit more it's because what are some of the things that come to our mind when we're going to share something really and truly Wait, oh how are they going to react how are they going to react Am I going to get people commenting saying all kinds of controversy about how this is wrong and how they I need to delete this for whatever reason? And especially in an aggressive time like we're in now as well, where there are certain agendas that are very loud and proud about the things that they want to say and argue and stuff like that. Um, but we have to die to self um, and know that we don't necessarily have to entertain every single argument or every single conversation where people are critical of the things that we may share but we our job is to scatter seed and to water seeds and trust god to bring the increase because whether or not we get pushback god will use the seed to do what it needs to do and do you know what i find interesting right is that sometimes in the bible it says argue with a fool or like correct a fool other times it says don't argue with a fool yeah right oh. so for me part of it is also about being led because it shows that look there are some times when a someone is saying something that is foolish mm. that needs to be corrected and also when i say foolish i'm not just talking about stupid because <laughs> yeah, it says yeah. you know only a fool says in his heart there is no god, oh, yeah. god yeah. you know so sometimes someone is going to be saying something that is foolish in terms of look they're saying there's no god in any of this mm. and actually sometimes we are the person that God can use to actually bring some of that, actually know this is who God is. Mm, yeah. you know? But there are other times where someone is going to comment on your post and it's just going to be like, literally don't even pay attention. Mm, yeah. So we need to be very like wise and discerning about actually, do I engage with this one? Do I not? Yeah. You know, because actually the Bible says both sides of things. You know, sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. So yeah, it's wisdom. That's your talk. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and even having the death to self in the sense of pride as well in the yeah. event that nobody does comment or like you know um, <laughs> like but sometimes bro, think about how many things you scroll through that you don't comment on or like but you still yeah, 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 still yeah absolutely and, and I think that's the point is that we have to remember that it's all about seed scattering it's yeah. not about oh, getting overtaken likes. by the likes and the yeah the the comments and the this and that because i've shared stuff in the past and it's received absolutely no engagement and, <laughs> you know what i mean like and i've 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 had moments where i've definitely felt that oh, what was the point kind of thing, <laughs> do you know what i mean but again in those moments i have to remind myself that you know what this is bigger than just whether people show their reaction or not um yeah. I, I tend to encourage myself by thinking about 
what we're going to see on the other side of eternity that we don't see now. So mm. all of the people who scrolled straight past the thing that you shared <laughs> mm. and went in their corner and had a conversation with God that led to their eternal salvation or that led mm. to them growing in God in one state, way, shape, form or another or led to them sharing it with somebody else who had that same effect. And, mm. and we have to be comfortable with that. Um, yeah. And equally, if you're somebody who's on the other end of the scale who does get a whole lot of engagement and a whole lot of likes and this, that and the other, again there's still the same battle that we have to continue to choose to die to ourselves on in that we don't want to fall in love with those things or be distracted by those things such that it influences or even takes away or compromises what the attitude that we originally had when we started sharing yeah i think i think i'll just also insert like a little caveat to say we also need to be uh responsible with what we share yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I tend to find, like, regardless of how well-renowned you are or whatever, I won't share something that I can't stand behind and yeah. say, yeah, share that, you know, yeah. because I, sometimes you see, like, my, my mom sends me all these everything, and my mom's <laughs> like, my mom's amazing, my mom's yeah. amazing, but, you know, she'll send me, oh, this is from a friend who's a doctor who knows someone in the police and they said do this do this and i'm like yeah i'm not even going to read that yeah. let alone share <laughs> you know uh, did, because... did you see that uh, the thing that's going around today it was like a joke i think it says that my mom said shut all the windows because there's helicopters coming around to spray disinfectant oh, and it's God. like i'm confiscating her whatsapp i'm confiscating her phone because <laughs> like <laughs> For real, you know, um, and even especially when it, with Christians, like, because I think sometimes we can get a bit um, silly and, and take things out of context, mm, and yeah. you know, oh, this coronavirus is the devil, the six six six, and what something like silly stuff, you know, and it's like, no, it's not. I'm, I'm not gonna share that, you know, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need to be able to stand behind what I do yeah, share. No, so, 100%. Yeah, I think there's that as well. Yeah, it's true, man. That's real talk. Any closing comments? Um, in fact, just to even make that more specific, let's all say a word to a Christian who is currently been overwhelmed by the media, the news, and everything that they've been hearing about coronavirus. What's a word of encouragement? That you have for that individual right now. Um, I think. Go on, you go. Sorry, um, I think for me it would be, you know, who's reportable? You believe? Oh, um, someone. Regardless of what, uh, someone someone pointed out that um, certain well, facts don't necessarily have to be truth, or facts aren't necessarily true, yeah. and so. So what true. the facts might be now it was a fact at some point that the world was flat when they, they didn't know any better <laughs> well nowadays it's becoming a that's a bad example <laughs> but but facts even 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 our most advanced science and technology gives us facts that are still transient facts aren't the truth the truth mm. is jesus christ mm. the truth is the fact that God remains in control, especially in the heart and in the life of a Christian. Mm. And he says he will work all things together for good. That's enough. Yeah, yeah. That's enough. And so where you're hearing all of these things, whose report really will you believe? And I would suggest to that person, believe the Lord's report. And his report is that he's got a good and a, a, and a favorable end expected for us. And he's taken us to it. Mm. Amen. Yeah. What's yours? <laughs> you Fresh up me. the order. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, mine would be remember where you've placed your hope and the hope that you have. Mm. Um, and it's just because I think in times like this, obviously fear is a huge thing. It's, it's easy to start traveling in your thoughts thinking about things like oh what's the future going to be like oh am i going to have a job because these are some real situations not everybody can work home work from home remotely some people really cannot work um as a result of the the things that have been going on 
mm. or at least can't work how they used to and so i think the encouragement to that person will be just remember the hope that god has given you the eternal hope um and the fact that whether things turn out the way we want them to or not here on earth whether these things directly affect us personally or not remember that we don't place our hope in this life and the fact that we place our hope in the eternal life that god has given us because it's with that hope being based on eternal life and the new heavens and the new earth when our hope is placed there all of these sorts of things as the scriptures speak about they they're, they're not worth comparing to you know they, they're nothing in comparison and it helps to make all of the difficulty of today a lot more manageable um, for so long or as short as it may last so remember the hope and yeah let that anchor you in this time Mr. TT um I think for me it's the verse that says that um for God has not given you a spirit of fear mm. but of love power and of a sound mind and I just feel like for me it shows that just like fear is the opposite of all of those things mm. so yeah. fear is what makes people act out of love so all the selfishness fear yeah. is what makes people act in a weak way and fear is what makes people act in a way that you know it doesn't look like you have a sound mind and i feel like as christians we need to operate in those three things to the most right now Mm. you know in a loving way in a way of power and you know in the power of god you know whether that's in terms of healing or whether that's in terms of believing for health you know when we look at psalm 91 i know everyone's on psalm 91 now but it's like it's like bro all this stuff is covered in psalm 91 you know a thousand will fall at my side and ten thousand at my right hand but it will not come near me you know it won't come near my dwelling and you know it's even stuff like it talks about, you know, the arrow that flies by night and the disease and all of those kind of things. It, it, it's covered in Psalm 91. Yeah. But, you know, where Psalm 91 starts is what? What does it start with? He who dwells in the shadow of in the s- Most High. Under yeah. The, under the... Under shall, the abide. shall abide. Exactly. And I think that that is what we need to focus on in this mm. time is... Yeah dwelling in that place and being under the shadow you know that's where we abide you know making our homes making our hearts that place of this is where we're operating from because that's where we can operate in love power and of a sound mind because we're operating in the spirit we're not operating based on what we see because it says i walk by what faith and not by sight so even though all this stuff is happening around me and it's crazy i still walk by the faith of God that is within me and that's why I'm out walking every day so for me it's just replacing whatever you're feeding on that is taking you to that place of fear and actually abide in the in God and really dwell in that secret place and actually start to walk out what the spirit that God has put inside you because it's already there it's just like stirring up that gift that is within you you know to actually start walking in that powerful man Amazing. Yeah. I, I, were you gonna say something, Peter? No, this is that's amazing. I, yeah, just it's powerful. Yeah. There's a verse or set of verses that what you were saying reminded me of, Tolu, um, mm. and it's in John 15, and I've zoomed mm. in on one verse in particular, which is verse four, and it says, "Remain in me, and I in you." It's Jesus. Speaking. Come on. Yeah. Just right. as a branch is unable to produce fruit by itself unless it remains mm. on the vine neither can you unless you Mm. remain in me Mm. and he goes on i am the vine you are the branches the one who remains in me Mm. and i in him produces Mm. much fruit because Mm. you can do nothing without me Mm. if anyone does not remain in me he is thrown aside like a branch and he withers and then it goes on but i think it's just that principle of abiding remaining Mm. and remembering in this time to really just for us to be centered and just plugged into to jesus because we can't bear the fruit of the spirit if we're not connected in this time if we're disconnected in our thoughts and uh, so true. and we're plugged into other things that's um, good 
then that's good. we can't produce <clears throat> that fruit. We can't oh. produce the, the peace that surpasses all understanding. We can't live in that. We can't experience that um, oh. unless we're connected. So, so yes, I really did feel what you were saying. And I think just the call to abide and connect oh. and reconnect, mm. you know, oh. if, if we've become disconnected, if we've been overwhelmed by the fear and the things that are going on in the day, then today's an opportunity for us to just reconnect and yeah. choose to go back to that place and choose to just really change the narrative of our meditation, change the story in our minds. And and I know we talked earlier about how life is going to change off the back of all of this, but actually what we have is a quite a rare opportunity where like right now I don't have to commute to work in the morning. Yeah. You know, and I can either choose to like use that extra hour or whatever it is to sleep mm. or I can actually use that time to actually pray or to read or to do something, mm. you know, and it's actually like where we're getting time back where I can't go to the gym. I can't play basketball. I can't do I can't go out for dinner. Yeah. You know, what am I actually redeeming that time for? What am I doing with it? Yeah. You know, there's nothing wrong with bits of entertainment here and there. But if all I do is just watch movies and just fill it with that instead, I'm really missing an opportunity. Yeah. You know, it's not even about judgment or condemn, but it's like actually that's an opportunity where I've, I've literally been given free time. Yeah. And what am I, you know, what am I going to do with it? Uh, yeah. You know? And that's why I'm trying to challenge myself on is that, okay, even if, you know, I sleep for half an hour, but I spend another half an hour reading, I split that hour. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. still better than nothing. Man. You know, yeah. it's just building that in. Wow. Yeah. Conviction be strong right now, bro. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I'm just talking about my convictions right now. <laughs> <laughs> From one convicted to another. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's powerful. Well, thank you guys. Thank you for uh, listening um, uh, and for subscribing, hopefully, which you do. Um, I guess the call to action would be for you guys to just consider what you're doing with your time. I really like that point. That was Mm -hmm. a that was a really really strong thing. And as you guys were both convicted, so was I. we, we, we're getting some free time back in all of this and yeah. what are you doing what are you doing with it but no thank you for listening um do subscribe and share it um as has been said i think this is a good good information to share um thank you for approving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my name is peter finn and i approve of this message I stamped. This, yeah. yeah and I, I think it goes without saying thank you guys for having me on um as always you know just there's some really, really, really true gems uh, dropped, and it's it's always a pleasure and it's always a blessing to to be here. Yeah, thank, thank you, you for man. joining us. We appreciate you, man. Yeah, man, and thank you for dropping some gems on us as well. Honestly, <laughs> all, right. all right, guys. I think uh, that would be the episode. Till next time. Yeah. Peace.